What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 35 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I am joined today by my co-host, Zach Rolf. How's it going today, Zach? Not too bad, man. Just got back from practice. You know, I got to work overnight tonight. kind of sucks, but you know. Yeah, it's rough. I uh, I had practice earlier, too. I mean, it's 80-degree weather or whatever. I mean, it is pretty hot, but kids were complaining. It is what it is. I'm going to suck it up. It's freestyle season anyways. Folk style season up here still. So, I mean, that's that's where oh, it was at. That's because you guys I mean, failed. Up, <laughs> up here, we're folk style season, section six. Come on, section seven. Part of section three. Yeah, it's all. I know. It's so it, This year is insane, man. It's so crazy. Yeah. Everybody's wrestling at different times. I got contacted by a parent up here whose kid is is living in North Carolina and they're going to be up here for the for the summer. And she, and I was like, "Well, how, you know, I was just asking her questions like, you know, how did he do with the at, you know, postseason shows? Well, they're actually still competing. They haven't had their state qualifiers yet." Yeah, I'm like, "Man, it's so weird to hear something like that in the middle of May." Yeah, it's every state has has their own thing and it's it's all messed up, so I mean, we're trying to make it work, and I guess obviously it's kind of working, but it is kind of a headache. I mean, we've got our guys like tonight. My uh, guy Haycook, he he went to Kenny Cord's greenhouse, and I, I think I know a governor kid or two uh, went there as well. So though that we're in our season, I mean they're still going to the greenhouse or wherever to get you know better better practices and practice partners and all that stuff. Hey, absolutely, I, and I mean, uh, kudos to you because not all not all coaches would let their kids skip a school practice to go to a club practice. You know, yeah, I mean, well, we have nothing. You know, we have nothing to them. gain in our season. I mean, we have no sectionals, no states. Um, obviously, the nationals are kind of in the process slash already over, and uh, I don't know. It's just he's getting better practice partners, all that stuff, and, and it's going to help him for Elmira next year. So. Yeah, no, and again, you know, I only say that because, you know, it's an issue in various places, right? I mean, there's coaches that are very much so like, no, you're with me, you're my guy, I'm going to coach you, like not willing to let their kids go somewhere where they're going to get better partners or, or, you know, maybe not better coaching particularly, but just being in a room with more kids that are competitive is going to be good for you. Yeah. And now coaches are willing to do that. Having uh, Kenny Cords scream at you instead of me sounds better, so that's fine. Absolutely. Right. I mean, so, he uh, took top eight of the U.S. Open, right? <laughs> don't, don't get him started. No, we'll get it. We'll definitely get into that. Yeah, we will. Definitely get uh, into so that. So, as we're talking about, um, the, the 2021 <laughs> Phil Portuguese Northeast Regional and the New York State Freestyle and Greco State Championships happened this past weekend down in Mount Pocono, Pennsylvania. Um, it was kind of a fun trip, to be honest with you. Yeah, I I had a blast, man. Like, uh, it was so nice to go to a freestyle weekend event, right? I mean, we went. I, I took a couple kids up to to Syracuse to compete at a Mohawk Valley little kind of festival, right? Um, but that was a two hour endeavor where this this was a fun top level guys competing in freestyle Krakow with something on the line that meant something. So, you know, I I. I had a blast. There were so many crazy matches and awesome. Just, man, I, I can't even put into words how much fun it was. Yeah, I mean, we went down Friday. So we missed the Greco's um, Friday um, for the regional stuff. But, uh, or no, that was the States. But we missed that. And, uh, yeah, we I was there all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And there was a lot of good wrestling. It was a cool venue. I mean, obviously, it's like a, the, the resort and all that stuff. So 
some of the wrestling was in you know one hall the the other wrestling was in the one hall and then the little kids were in a, a different area as well but they're right next to each other good places to lounge out and i'm not gonna lie the chicken tenders that they sold there were pretty darn good so Dude, they were banging yeah they, they were. were banging they were so good yeah so good yeah i i like the i was glad that all the kids would be in the same room for each tournament you know what i mean like all the little kids were in the same room all the juniors were in the same room all the cadets were in the same room and it made it really easy, including when we got to the state tournament and all of New York was in the one room and then the Greco was in the other room of, of regionals. They did a really nice job of keeping it organized and keeping the tournament running. Not for a lack of issues on the tournament side. They did a really nice job. Kudos to the tournament directors and the state, um, the regional directors and the state directors of keeping that thing running because I, I don't know if a ton of people know about it, but there was some table help issues and they did a great phenomenal job of, of, you know, battling that adversity and keeping that event going. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, th- there was only a few times where it's like, Hey ref actually it was this, the uh, Saturday, the freestyle States, um, the mat that we were waiting for just no ref was showing up. And then oddly enough, two refs started showing up and they started doing, you know, two man mechanics. And the guy that was not even the, the main ref was making most of the calls that and he was stopping the match and overturning stuff. So I was like, what is going on here? And it was just for like a round robin match. It was like Van Davian way and somebody else uh, that he was wrestling. But the, the man next to it was your kid, Zach Levy and uh, Soriano in the finals. So I was like, well, if you want to do two man mechanics, do it for that one. Cause that's for the state title. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought that was funny, but overall the officiating was, man, it was, it was not great. And, and I don't want to bash on these people that are putting the time in, to officiate these matches but my my problem is is the egos they had while officiating these events you know what i mean like we have some of the best coaches in the country in that tournament including kenny courts who competed <laughs> on the senior level and we have officials telling them they need to learn freestyle it's a fast pace of sport yeah yeah need to learn how freestyle. can you do that i know i don't understand it either um and then obviously like them questioning them, which is right. Right. I mean, if, if you got a question an official about a call, that's right. But they kind of took it out on, on uh, Kenny and Chad snow in, in a different match as well. Like a different kid was wrestling, but same coaches. So like, you know, she had a little, Look, chip on I benefited from that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I saw that snow's son wrestled my kid and I saw it from the beginning of the match. Now, I'm not going to come out and say that I think the lady made terrible calls. I think they were close calls. Right. But they all went in my direction because Snow did what he should have done and questioned a a close call. And the the, the ref was just like, all right, you question my call. This is every call is going to the other kid. And it was unreal. You know what I mean? Like, it was just the egos that the, some of them had. And I will say I, I'm not all of them because I had a situation where I, there was one ref. I actually had him multiple times and he was making, in my opinion, bad calls. And, but he would, he did a nice job. You know, I'd call him to the table. He'd come over. We would talk about it. And I would explain, you know, how I viewed it with the rules. And he would say, you know what? You're right. That is what happened. I agree. And he would change the call for the right way. Right. And, you know, maybe that's just me thinking I know everything, but I mean, I know I don't. And I, I just, I don't understand how some of the officials can have the crazy egos. Like they know everything 
when they clearly don't when they don't they're talking to Kenny Corson doesn't know who he is yeah. right yeah but you're gonna try to tell everybody that you you know what you're talking about like at least open your ears and listen if you still think you're right that's fine you can still think you're right but don't don't get over egotistical about it no I agree I mean, and, and on the other side of that we had officials there like Maxwell and and Sammy Julian which Sammy Julian just announced he's going to the Olympics to uh for a second time to officiate so a guy that was refing the the regional part on uh, Saturday, um, he was refing. You know, he refed a lot of New York guys. You know, he's, the, he's the best official in the world, in my opinion. Right, I've I seen him. I've learned a lot from him. Actually, I had a situation that I learned about uh, back at Journeyman a few years ago, just because I, you know, something happened and I asked him about it, and he was real cordial and real cool and understanding of explained and explaining to me why he made the call the way he did. And you know, I'm I'm excited to hear that he's going out to the Olympics because he definitely deserves it. I agree. So uh, on that note, let's get into some wrestling talk. Yeah, you know, I put the juniors first, but I feel like we should go cadets first. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah, let's scroll, let's scroll down and talk about cadets first. Yeah. Um, now we're going to kind of, you know, talk about the New York guys and how well they did at the state tournament and kind of also explain what they did at regionals because there's just so much that happened at regionals. There's no way we're going to be able to go all the way through every single New York kid that wrestled at regionals. Um, so that being said... Starting right off, cadets, 100 uh, pounds. I'm going to say kilos. <laughs> Talk about freestyle. I'm so used to kilo, kilograms. Uh, so 100 pounds, Darren Florence out of Section 4 wins the freestyle tournament. And Kiernan McGee is the Greco state champ. Uh, McGee also actually had a nice showing at regional Greco where he took fourth. So um, he, I think he was doing double duty on Sunday. Yeah, that, that was rough. I saw some kids kind of running back and forth and – yeah, yeah. They just finished, then they were on deck on the other one, and they were trying to weigh their options of, well, maybe I just won't wrestle that hard in Greco. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I mean, that's true. Um, yeah, I quick caveat, real quick, just because you know, I, I know I explained this when we did the preview. Some of these cadet weights were really small and light, so there's not gonna be a ton to talk about. Um, there's definitely some super weight classes here, but there's also probably quite a bit more of nothing in here so 106 trevor bishop goes two for two wins freestyle and greco cadets at 106 um 113 now this is a weight that i, I talked about a little bit in the preview matt Marlowe he won freestyle and sean campbell won greco um these two actually met in the finals i believe of freestyle with Marlowe getting his third straight win over campbell those two met um during the season and and Marlo got win twice there, so three straight wins for Marlo over Campbell. Um, yeah, good good on him. Yeah, he teched him in the finals. Good move right in one twenty. Yeah, moving into one twenty. Uh, so to be honest with you, cadets, I didn't um, I didn't really go to that uh to that area of wrestling. So for I stayed more so in the junior spot. But uh, for the cadets, who was it watching? Uh, and this was actually you know for the regional part more so. But uh, I had Tyler Ferreira on my um, notification. So at any time he was coming up on deck on in the hole, whatever, I would make my way over there and, you uh, know, watch them, you know, he's a beast. So this match we were kind of talking about was probably going to happen and it happened in the semifinals of the regionals and then the, the finals of the States. And that's section four versus section four, Tyler Ferreira versus Gianni Silvestri. Um, you know, Shenango Forks versus Tioga, big school versus small school, as far as that goes. Um, but no, Tyler is so stingy. Like, just to talk about his path um, to, to where he, who he wrestled 
um, in the, I think it was like his first match, he wrestled Link. And... Yeah, his first match. So his first match, he wrestled Thomas Link, right. who was a, let me see where it was. Fourth at pre national preps, and he plays fifth at Powerade. And Link actually beat Tyler um, last August at the Bison Tyrant Duels 1-0. It was a really good match. Um, and, you know, it was really, really fun to watch them compete. But I just knew Ty Tyler took a big step. He's taken a huge step since since that tournament itself. And he came out, and he just absolutely hammered Link. 13-0, and, and and Link wasn't close to scoring a point the whole the whole match. So he goes from he goes from Link to Maddox Shaw, who's the number three ranked one twenty pound middle schooler in the country. And man, what a nail biter that was for Tyler. He was down two one with literally one one and a half seconds to go on the clock, and he he gets a score late to win that match three two. I know there was a bit of a debate at the end of it. But at the end of the day, he got his hand raised over one of the best middle school wrestlers coming through. And keep keep an eye on that name, Maddox Shaw, because you're gonna be hearing about him a lot. He was just on a uh, one of those cards in the last few months, I believe. I don't, I don't know what. You're oh, oh, about. for the um, the Wisconsin guy or for the for the because I, I know was, Wisconsin and in New Jersey one. Schnalty. Yeah, Schnalty's one. Yeah, Schnalty's been doing a ton of ton of middle school all star duels and matches and stuff. So. I wouldn't be surprised because he's he's tough. He and he, man, he definitely gave Tyler the best match of the weekend. Yeah, no doubt. Tyler definitely earned his uh, title for the regionals. Absolutely. Right after that, then he he wrestles Luke Stanich and beat who was fourth in New Jersey this year, and, and takes care of business there, which leads him into Johnny. Which I mean, we all know Johnny. He's a state state champ, state third this year, and Tyler once again takes care of business. Johnny did finish as the Greco state champ, and he finished in the top six of regionals he lost in the concert semis so i mean man i don't know how you can find it find a better route all weekend for anybody yeah no like i said uh i'm obviously we'll uh, probably talk about our awards here at the end of the show but i mean he's deserving of it so yeah so moving on up to 126 this way had some had a couple good kids but it was it was lacking in depth a little bit Brogdon Felding wins the freestyle tournament, and Christian Paraleshi finishes second. Um, Paraleshi's a tough kid off the island. He's, really, I mean, you're going to hear that name probably next year going into the state tournament. Uh, Joseph Viafonte wins the Greco tournament at 126. Now, up to 132, this weight class was a ton of fun. I've seen a couple of these guys battle. Casper Stewart, though, man, he, he looked good. He looked really good this weekend. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch him him kind of kind of go to work over Caden Bellis and, and Caleb Sweet. Did you get yeah, a chance to watch either of these? I, I want to say I watched Bellis versus Sweet because uh, I was in the corner and saw the pit crew guy. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I watched that match, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I had a chance to watch the Casper Stewart-Caden Bellis match in the finals, and Casper, I mean... It wasn't. It wasn't close, unfortunately, for Caden. And you know, I'm a I'm a fan of Caden's. I like watching him wrestle. And uh, Casper just got it done, man. He looked good. I will say, Caden Caden Bellis, he got revenge over Caleb Sweet in the semifinals as Sweet beat Caden at the the Mohawk Valley Festival that I was at previously. Um, Caleb Sweet also actually had a win over Levy there. That was the first freestyle competition out of anybody. I think we'd been practicing for a week at that point, but. You know, he had a really good showing there, and then he kind of, I think he took fifth, finished in fifth place here. 
So he just outside of the Fargo qualifier. So uh, moving up to 138, we've got Nicholas Noto, and uh, he earned his he earned his name with this one. He he picked up the uh, New York State title in, in the freestyle. It was kind of an interesting. I mean, I saw Nicholas a few times. I mean, he's got a little distinct. Um, Distinct, different look, I guess, than his brother. But uh, yeah. So I actually had a chance to watch a lot of the 138s. Uh, I had a, he wasn't my athlete, Danny Parker, but I have an, I have a vested interest in him. Yeah, he's from our area. He's been to a couple of my practices. Um, his his high school coach was there coaching him. Um, so I had a chance to watch quite a few of these matches, and man, this weight was a ton of fun. All all of these guys that were here like to like to score some four point throws because and, and score high high scoring matches. So Nick Noto uh, had a really fun and contentious match with Connor Gregory in the finals. Um, got a little heated there for a little bit. The, the corners were going kind of crazy. It was it was one of those matches like you think about Pee Wee's with a high level Pee Wee match, a bunch of people surrounding the mat watching it. So um, there was a little bit of a clap clap right in Connor's face right at the end of the match that was kind of kind of entertaining for anybody who's a heel fan because that was a lot of fun. But this weight class led to a few other fun matches. Uh, Connor Gregory and Nolan Lice in, the, in a uh, in a match we'll get into a little bit later, and then Nick Noto and Bonacera in the semis. That was two two criteria, which I don't think anybody really saw coming. Uh, Bonacera is tough, but I wasn't sure I expected him to have a two two match with Noto there. And then the last last fun match, uh, another one of the thing, another match we'll get into a little later was Lice and Danny Parker in the Conti semis. Uh, that's Danny Parker was a state qualifier in 2019, 2020, 2020, sorry. Uh, he did not compete in 2021 as he was doing other things, but we'll get into the match a little bit later. That was a ton of fun, 19 to 12 match, a lot high scoring. Yeah, so moving up to 145, uh, I kept my eyes on this weight a little bit more, obviously uh, Van Davian Way being a governor kid, North Country kid. So Reese Hibbert, of, I believe he's a Canandaigua kid. He, yep. Yeah, he won the tournament. I mean, he looked good. Um I think he won five five on criteria over way, maybe yeah. round four. It was later, I think. No, yeah, no, it was, it was definitely later. Because uh, way way had one more match, I believe, after that. But uh, yeah, no, either way, um, Hibbard he, but uh, this way was kind of fun because like way wrestled. I want to say he wrestled Hicks. Uh, I believe Hicks took second. So Hicks took second. Um, yep. yeah, so they were wrestling, and I mean, Way's probably wrestled one freestyle uh, tournament in his career or whatever it is i mean and it was a couple of weeks ago at the uh, spooky nook but uh he had he was in on a double leg and just had the, the savviness of knowing to expose this guy he stands up and has him like in the waterfall position where you know you're push pull well he goes straight back chucks the dude gets four and uh that was a big big match for him but yeah i i saw a couple of these matches i saw owen hicks and vandavian way russell it was it was not quite as close, but hey, I think Hicks hit a big move and got a fall early in the match. Yeah, that was and then, the first round. Yeah, it was first round, right? And then and then Hibbard came right out and just absolutely dominated Hicks second round. And it, I mean, it wasn't close. It was Hibbard's in on his legs, taking him down. Hicks takes a shot. Hibbard scores. Like, it was not a close match there, um, which was surprising to me because I know Vandavian weighs tough, and I saw Hicks, Hicks beat Vandavian. So I thought that would be a good match, and – Reese just kind of took care of business. Reese has some crazy hips, though. He is he's really good upper body. I wish yeah. I would have saw him wrestle Greco. Oh, he did wrestle. He did wrestle Greco actually. Hicks pinned Hibbert in Greco, so that was that was interesting. So Hicks won Greco. The one guy who wasn't in the bracket here that I I would like to see, and again this might be biased for Section Four, but 
Donovan Smith, he wrestled the Greco and he took, I think, second in Greco. He ended up coming back on day two at the regional tournament with a overly inflated balloon in his kneecap. I don't know if anybody else saw that, but that was nasty. He ended up getting an MRI and got hit, had to get his knee drained, so he wasn't able to compete Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I saw a picture of it later on Friday night, and then I saw him come with crutches Saturday. And his, his knee was still pretty pretty big after it was somewhat deflated but yeah it was disgusting. Yeah. it was it was it was a ball of bubble man it was gross yeah it would have been nice to see moving up 152 Usman Duncanson dude's been wrestling freestyle for a month came out and just torched everybody outscored his opponents 44 to 1 attacked all four of his opponents to win the tournament uh, he also won Greco, which was actually a combined 152-160 weight class, and he got two pins in Greco to win that one. So, good good weekend for him. He he lost in the Conti semis. He was one match from qualifying at Fargo for regionals at, at the Northeast Regional. So, um, he overall he had a really good weekend for only wrestling freestyle for a month now. Yeah, he looked good. Uh, like we said, we saw him last week or the, whatever. Yeah, well, last week at the Wranglemania that journeyman put on and you know he's he's a go-getter and yeah he he looked awesome i watched his, i think two or three of his matches and yeah, I'm yeah him transferring to tag was gonna be big for him what's that him transferring to tioga oh yeah absolutely that's uh that's a good get for tioga and coach harrington yeah the, he's he's gonna make it a lot better so now i mean at this point moving up we kind of get into a little you know heavyweight at this time of the year is not always the heavier weights, especially when you talk about freshman and sophomore heavier weights, because obviously some kids haven't grown into their bodies yet. So the best guys aren't quite that big. Um, but we had Dylan Pipitoni wins freestyle at 160. Elias Guzman wins freestyle and Greco, which was a combined 170, 182. And then Brett Rooks wins 195. Darren Insagno wins Greco and finishes uh, behind Cameron Gronke, who was a heavyweight, because he, Gronke was the only heavyweight, so they combined 220 and 285. But Gronke ended up winning freestyle and Greco between 220 and 285, and then he actually placed second at Northeast Regionals as well. So good on him. He's, he'll be out in Fargo. He'll be he'll be competing at Fargo at 285. Yeah, he's a tough kid from Section 2. Let's uh, get a little bit of our MOWs for the cadets. Yeah, so I kind of I kind of just threw a couple names out there for kind of my – Blank criteria was, you know, we're at a we're at a big big weekend, tough for a tournament, kind of like it's not really a national tournament, obviously, but it's it's kind of a national tournament. You're also the best in PA, so I just said that you had to to win two of the available tournaments to be considered for the MOW of the weekend, um, and I think three kids technically qualified, but I I, I picked two of them out of the three. Uh, first one I picked was Usman Usman Duncanson. He was a can- candidate. Uh, he won the New York Greco in freestyle. We just I literally just talked about him, 44-1 to 1 in freestyle and pinning both of his opponents in Greco. And then you have Tyler Ferreira. Again, he absolutely had a dog of a weight class at North, Northeast Regionals and then finishes up states by teching Silvestri for the second time of the weekend. So I think it's pretty straightforward here, but go ahead, Dylan. Uh, who's the MOW for the weekend? Yeah, so obviously we had the same idea. I don't know what, 12 hours after the tournament finished. Uh, Absolutely. That night we were talking, hey, Tyler Ferrero, MOW. Um, obviously, we had two different guys, but one was a cadet, one was a junior. But, yeah, I'm going with Tyler. He uh, did the route he had in the regionals, and then 
capping it off with a state title the next day was it was pretty special. Yeah, he had a crazy weekend. It was fun to watch. Obviously, again, I say this all the time, but I'm biased. Tyler's Tyler's my boy. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, I'm I'm excited to watch him compete in Fargo. He's uh, he's pretty confident in himself, and uh, I, I believe he he knows he can do well as well. So. And he's going to be in a tough weight. 120 cadets is always really good. Any anything 26 and below in cadets is usually and it's it's usually all hammers up and down. So I'm excited to watch him compete out there. I think I, I mean he's my pick to win it, but he's I think he's going to do it. So yeah, moving into juniors now. Crazy. Juniors was crazy, man. Absolutely unreal. There was so much so much going on. It was hard to keep up with everything. Somehow I was able to watch more than I thought I would. I did not think I'd get this much time, but I was able to kind of walk around the matches and make sure I'm kind of keep up while also taking care of my guys who are wrestling. So I, I did not. I don't think the, I don't think there was a one oh six or one thirteen. I think there was only one kid entered at one thirteen. He ended up wrestling at one twenty. So one twenty, Jeremiah Echeverria, he won the New York State tournament. Travis Browning won the Greco tournament. I think Echeverria beat Browning in the finals of freestyle. Um, but I think the story of this weight class is more so the regional tournament. Uh, Echeverria and Jace Schaefer both made the semis of regionals. Um, unfortunately, they both fell in the, re- in the semi, but Schaefer ended up qualifying for Fargo by battling back and taking third, which at, at the junior regional tournament, there that's no slouch. Jace Schaefer looked really good this weekend. Um, I kind of wish we would have saw him at states, but I think he kind of he kind of proved his point at regionals by taking third, and Echeverria finishing in the five six. Yeah, um, so it would have been nice to see him and Browning in the semifinals, and then um, him and Echeverria in the finals. But uh, no, I mean this was a good weight. I don't I don't know again with like Caleb Burgess um, and Farrow, Ethan Farrow, and obviously these guys are all Paul Matt guys. I don't know how much freestyle they actually do, but for for for. I mean, we'll get to Caleb Burgess in a little bit, but they they obviously look pretty good this weekend. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I, I don't recall seeing Schaefer wrestle this much in the offseason previously. Maybe it's the fact that of the pandemic and we missed so much and the, the season was different. I think a lot of kids had different mindsets coming into this, but um, it was a lot of fun to watch. I'm glad to see him wrestling, and I hope I hope we get to see him out in Fargo. Yeah, I do too. Um yeah, you can go into 126. I I'm kind of excited to talk about 132. Yeah, yeah. So 126, uh, Isaiah Torres. I believe he's a PSAL kid. Um, he I've seen his name before, and PSAL always comes out at the state tournament. Um, really good because they usually compete in freestyle and Greco more often than than just folk style. I think they have a couple of international coaches that come in and help out more. Uh, also, the NYAC is right over there, so they get a chance to kind of meet some of the best guys. So he came out, he beat Santiago Maya in the finals of freestyle and Santiago Maya won Greco. Uh, Isaiah Torres also made it to the Conti semis of regionals and unfortunately lost there. So he ended up finishing in the five, six, but uh, it's a good overall good weekend for him. You know, I'm excited to see him going forward. He wasn't a name I was super familiar with. I know I'd seen his name previously, but Going into the season next year, I, I hope he does well, assuming he's not a senior. I don't know what class he is at the moment. Yeah, I didn't do too much research on like these guys' backgrounds and uh, arm drag, and uh, you're, you're going to get a good look for Section 5, Section 6, and then you know CNY Wrestling. Too. Yeah, well, yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit more tracking on that. 
some of these kids that come out of nowhere. But, I mean, I know they're PSEL kids, but uh, yeah, there's always a PSEL kid every year at Freestyle States that comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh my goodness, who was this kid? Yeah, those X factors. It's kind of nice, but yeah, yeah. So let's uh, move up to 132. Um, that the, the talk is kind of on Saturday. Well, the wrestler's Jackson Polo, and we just talked about him last week. Uh, he wrestled at the Wrangle Mania. He lost. He went 0 and 2. He lost the Minnesota kid, and lost the Pennsylvania kid. Uh, he got teched 12 to 1, and then he lost 13 to 12. But uh, you know, he was in a battle. Oh, and those, Carter Dibber. Yeah, those. I mean, these two kids are studs, right? They're, they're, they're state champions. Yeah. And uh, the Minnesota kid's um, a hammer as well. Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying I put that past, you know, Jackson Polo. At least in the the regional part, but he comes out regionals on Friday and like he beats Gregor McNeil, which obviously we know he's a Wyoming Sem kid. He was kind of a section five kid, obviously. He's a New York, a New York state champion. Right. He's, he's a Hilton kid. Well, former Hilton, for, former Canadian. Um, he kind of took his path and he's just going south from there. And then his brother's in uh, university of Northern Carolina. Um, he finished the, he finished the last week. Uh, Willie just took out all the seniors, but you know he's a senior. And last week he was ranked twenty fourth in the country. So I mean that's yeah, keep, that's impressive. Keep, keep going. His, his yeah, that, so then he beats Spencer Barnhart, which is a prep national champ. Um, the, the the path that just keeps going from there, and then Mac Church, which is previous number fourteen, and he's a Pennsylvania state champ as well. So that was an unreal because like part partly through Saturday, I mean I had a few guys that were in the tournament, and then a few guys. Uh, actually, one guy lost in the blood round, and uh, I'm just looking at the, you know, go, the guys going forward, and especially New York guys, and Jackson Polo just kept moving forward and moving forward. I'm like, damn, this kid is. And then, you know, the next day in the state tournament, uh, he, he wrestles Jayshon Holmes, wrestles Tyler Rossini. Uh, I mean, the weight class was unreal. It just he had himself a day like he, he had a whole weekend, man. He he down he he did really well. He beat Gregor Manley. eight to eight to seven. He he controlled Spencer Barnhart and then he beat Mac Church in the finals. Then he goes into the state tournament and I think he he texts his way through it. Uh, he had Jayshon Holmes in the finals and overall this whole weight was fun. I had I had an opportunity to watch the the whole weight kind of play itself out and. Owen Deutsch comes out in a weird scenario where somebody wasn't in the bracket and then they ended up putting Deutsch in the bracket like last second. So Deutsch and, and Regal ended up meeting within like five minutes. Like they had to call on the table and they said, hey, you know, we have, we messed up the bracket. Here you go. Here's your match. Go get warmed up. And then by the time they had left the table and come to the mat, they were up. So Dante Regal throws his, his stuff on and I, I'm close with Dante. He's wrestled with my club. And so he goes out there, and Dante just kind of does what Dante does and gets an overhook and crunches the kid to his back and pins him. And then he goes out, and he wrestles Jayshon Holmes in the semis. And, man, that was a fun match. They scrapped. I mean, they were they were physical hand fighting. Jayshon Holmes had the perfect uh, game plan. You know, everybody knows Dante's a, a Greco guy. He's a, he's a Greco All-American. And Jason Holmes refused to get hit with an overhook. And I, I don't know if anybody's seen Dante Regal wrestle, but that's what he does. He goes overhook, he wizards is down, and he, he kind of gives you... I don't know how he does it. I've talked to him a thousand times. He has a crazy pressure with the with the overhook that just forces you to your back from your belly. Um, it, it's likely because it's threatening to, to hurt you, so you kind of roll. But um, Jason did a nice job of staying out of that position. And, and clutching out the win. 
and then drop down to the backside. Dante Regal meets Tyler Rossini. Man, Tyler Rossini's gotten so much better. It's 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 crazy to see his improvement from losing in the second round of the Wrestlebacks at States last year to where he is right now, beating Dante Regal and and taking top four at regionals or at States. Yeah, I was surprised by that win over Dante. Um, so obviously Tyler Rossini, his first match, he got tech falled by Jackson Polo, which obviously Jackson Polo is a beast. Yeah, he had a win in the the backside against Gensel, and then he wrestles Dante Regal, and he beats him eight to one. I mean, the it wasn't close. Was, Tyler did a nice job. The, the way it was kind of different though, because like you said, Owen Dooch on the bracket after they wrestled, they said Dante Regal won by forfeit over the Campertello or whoever it was. Yeah, some ca- Cabanero or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So my kid Haycook, he lost to Jay Sean Holmes in the, the match once. So he was supposed to wrestle the Camper Jello kid, whatever, and. uh so I was like, hey, man, you're probably going to get a forfeit, so, but just, you know, be ready anyways because it says you're you're supposed to be wrestling him coming up. Well, he gets to the table, and then it's Owen Dooch, and they just just changed it, and he didn't, he didn't warm up. Whatever, it was fine. He, he got the first takedown anyways. But uh, that match, actually, in specific, like, he had a takedown, um, or he got taken down, and he was bear crawling out and ran into the corner, and he had nowhere to go between the corner and the, the Owen Dooch running him out, and then he went to his back because – yeah, there was no choice. So he gave up four, and uh, he lost nine to seven. But you know that that wasn't a four. Kind of pissed off. But anyways, um, I mean that's kind of it for one thirty-two. Uh, Jackson Polo is a monster. He, he he controlled everything. Had a great weekend. Moving up one thirty-eight. Now this is another really fun weight class um, coming in to the weekend. Uh, Jordan Soriano, Tech Zach Levy in the finals. Um, obviously everybody knows that's my guy. Uh, I, I don't know if I can say Jordan Soriano's good, man. He stayed in great position. He he doesn't get out of position. He kept his elbows in and and took advantage of of the mistakes that his opponents were making. And just I mean I think it was a sixteen to six tech in the finals. Um, it was so it was, it was competitive. Just man, he's good. He had a great weekend. Um, Christopher Mableton won Greco, and he placed fifth in freestyle. He actually he actually. Uh, through Zach in the in the quarterfinals, I think it was, and then uh, and then Zach kind of went to work. But Zach walks off the mat and he goes, "Well, why didn't you tell me he was a Greco guy?" And I was like, "I didn't even know." <laughs> so, um, moving into regionals, though, uh, Alex Booth, I believe, took fourth at states, but Soriano or Soriano, I keep saying Soriano, but Soriano, uh, Booth, and Levy all had a really good regional tournament. They all had some really good wins. And they all they only lost to, to tough nationally ranked guys. Um, starting with Soriano, he he actually had a win over Brandon Brandon Chelslos, who was the number nine guy in the country at the time. Uh, Booth beat a two time New Jersey State place finisher and then lost in the round of twelve. And and Levy lo- beat a PA State place finisher and then he was up seven zero on Jude Swisher, who's a nationally ranked guy. And Man, I, I tweeted this, but Jude Swisher's hand fighting is unreal to watch. You can tell he wrestles for David Taylor. Um, I don't know if you ever, if you had a chance to watch any of his matches this weekend, but he just keeps pulling and pushing and pulling and pushing, and it just it just melts you. And I, I've never witnessed that at a high school level, so that was a lot of fun. It wasn't fun at the time because you know Zach's my guy, but you know he's a he's a hammer, man. And he ended up losing in the finals, but. Um, so Levy loses the Swisher and then also lost to Chelsos in the round of 12. So it was a good, it was a good regional for all three of the New York guys. Yeah. Alex Booth, obviously he was, 
he's fighting through a little uh, little pain on Sunday, but yeah, he he had a great tournament on Saturday, falling just short. Um, I I know he wanted to make that trip to Fargo, um, with some of his Greenhouse guys, his partners, but yeah, no, he he looked good. Uh, Chelso's obviously a tough dude. He he ran into him on the backside. And the funny thing is with Soriano and Chelsos, uh, Chelsos lost, or so he's up like eight to two or six to two at the break and then lost 15 to 11, but all 11 points were all, I believe all step outs. Um, they're all one point, uh, moves and, you know, Soriano's actually, he gets after your face, get after your face. A few of those, obviously, um, Chelsos kind of like the bowl in the matador, right? Get him out of the way. And he, he went out of bounds, but, uh, yeah, that was a great match. I mean, even though there wasn't a lot of takedown score for Chelsos. Yeah, so moving up, 145. I'm running way low on time here. You're fine. I didn't realize what time it was. Renzo Montalvo, who I didn't even know coming into the weekend, but I, he, I learned who he was. He's actually he's really tough. He won the Freestyle State Tournament, uh, teching another one of my guys, uh, Charles Laux, in the finals here. Um, and this is where I'm going to be biased again. But uh, coming into the tournament, when I saw the bracket, you know, I I expected Nate Wade and Rocco Camilci to be wrestling here, but um, I saw. I came into the bracket and I saw Jake Hoffman in the bracket and, and everybody else. And I, I thought Jake Hoffman would be the the heavy favorite. He's a two time state place finisher. Um, I wasn't. I, we were on the same side as him, and I, and I knew my guy had had the the you know potential to beat him. But I wasn't. I wasn't sure what coming into that. So um, the in my opinion, best match of the weekend was Charles Laux and Jake Hoffman. I mean. I talked about it on Twitter. It was a 47-point match, man. 24-23. Uh, Laux ma- makes it to the finals over over Hoffman. Yeah, that's the fun part about this, uh, the freestyle. Like, points just come, you know, they, they come and they go. And we were walking off the match after Alex Booth just got done wrestling, and uh, my kid was like, yo, coach, like, that match just ended 24-23. Like, a lot of points. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I – I was on the other end. I think that was like, Matt, let's say 12 and I was on 16 or that was 11. I was on 15, whatever it was, but it was like three, de- three mats down. So I wasn't able to watch it, but yeah, they, they put up some points. Dude, if you haven't had a chance to go back and watch it, it there's a lot of fun matches. I, uh, Laux had a nasty cut back, uh, like Tyler hit against Rivera in the finals of States couple last year. Um, and Hoffman had a couple good ones and Laux had a really nice, uh, crotch lift for four that was insane uh but on uh, you know regional news nate wade had a great regional tournament he lost in the concert semis for the five six and then rocco camilci made it all the way to the finals of regionals so up to 152 man tim bova was unreal dude he went crazy he lost his first round to to deegan condomitty who teched Burgess at the Ringle Ringle Mania the year the week before, but he got teched first round and then and then teched or pinned every single person he wrestled on the backside all the way to third place, and I don't know if I've ever seen something like that. Maybe AJ shop at NCAA's a couple of years ago, well a few years ago now, but kind of mean he ended up not even placing and Bova finished in third place, so that was unreal. Yeah, I watched Bova's match against Benny Rogers. Teched him ten. 10-0 in like a minute. Um, I was like, damn, Bo is good. So he takes third at regionals and wins a New York State title in freestyle. Moving up, 160, and this is where I'm going to say, I told you all so, okay? Yes, Carter Bear was not in the bracket. I would have liked to see that match with Logan and Carter Bear. Yeah. Logan Gumble smashed K- 
Caleb Burgess and smash Nick Sanko in freestyle. He also dominated the Greco event, which I expected. But and in my opinion, I did not. That wasn't going to be a close match. No, not like, not close. But we said Caleb Burgess isn't a freestyle guy. Gumble is, and he's got the upper body. Um, you know, he's he's got that in his bag, right? And I think I Hober heard Sanko talking like he likes freestyle a lot because you can shoot and all that stuff. Well, that's also playing into somebody's you know wheelhouse. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, Gumble obviously. Maybe Burgess. I mean, maybe the other guys are more credentialed than folk style than him, but Gumble is a beast in freestyle and Greco. Yeah, I, I really want to see him wrestle Carter in freestyle. Um, I don't. They probably trained together. I'm assuming at least a little bit, right? Who's that? Gumble and Carter. Bear. Yeah, because I Gumble goes up to that to the barn or, or to the to Ferreras every once in a while. I don't, I don't know, know how much Carter goes, goes down to Ferreras, though. I mean, he has once or twice, I guess, but yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know how often. I know I know he has. I know Joel's invited us up to to train up there, and I know Carter was up there at one point, and that was one of one of the people he mentioned. But yeah, I'm, not, I'm not positive then. I'll have to ask okay. Carter when I get off. Um, Burgess, Burgess did wrestle at regionals. He ended up losing in the Conti quarters there, which is the round right after the round of 12. Um 170, you got this one. Christian Hansen ended up defeating Adrian Artatushki. Um in the finals of states. Artatushki finished at third at Northeast Regional. So um it's not often I expect somebody to take top four regionals and then not win the freestyle state tournament. Um especially considering how tough that weight that tournament is. Um one eighty two was one of our smaller ish weight classes. Uh Gabe Monroe ten owed in the semis and finals. Um he's out of Windsor. To win the freestyle tournament mike aldemar had himself a weekend though he did not wrestle any freestyle but he won the new york tournament and he won the northeast regional greco tournament so that was fun and then we also had peter meshkoff win the northeast regionals in freestyle and he lost to aldemar in new york greco so um that's two guys that i would like to see in the 182 freestyle tournament against gabe monroe yeah because uh um, I mean, Meshkoff's pretty tough. I watched him at Journeyman States and Altimer, he's a beast too. He headlocked, I mean, though he didn't score, but he, he had a nice headlock on Cole Mulhauser in the state finals. And uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising that I didn't see him in the in the bracket for freestyle. Yeah, and then the other weird part was uh, kind of up at 195-ish. Colton Dorfman won New York freestyle at 195, but he wrestled Northeast Regional at 182. And, and what makes that weird is like you didn't have to weigh in for freestyle states if you wrestled a regional. So I don't. He had to have just said I wanted to go 195 for New York, and I maybe I'm I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I mean, who was his competition uh, at 195? Was I mean, was there anybody? He 10 owed somebody. Uh, he 10 forward some, or he, he pinned somebody. 10 owed somebody. Yeah. Was it the the? I mean, Vikram Ostrander took second at Northeast Regionals. And lost to Dorfman in the finals, but I, I don't know who Vikram Orstrander is before this. Well, he 10 owed him, so I don't know who he is either. Yeah. I, I, I want to know why he didn't go 82. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty interesting. I, I don't I don't understand that. Maybe, um, so if you qualify for Fargo Regionals, you can change weights. Right. But if you qualify for Fargo and it states you have to be where you qualified. So I'm guessing maybe he qualified it. Maybe he missed qualifying regional said, I don't want to make 82 in July and then wanted to go 95 for states. Good, yeah. Good point. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's, that's what it was. That's probably what it was. Yeah. 
Uh, so up to 220, Semenenko wins Greco and Freestyle. Uh, Sam Sorensen forfeited in the finals. Um, I put that confuses me, and I'm not cause, because Sorensen tagged Tyler Benjamin, uh, somebody I know, and I was actually coaching him this weekend in the in the semis. And I mean, no no shots at Tyler, but it wasn't close. Like Sorensen didn't struggle at all. So I don't know if maybe he's dealing with something and just wanted to qualify and get out of there, but. He was, I mean, he looked fine to me. Yeah, he, like, wrestling on the uh, backside. So, like, regionals, he lost in the quarterfinals, I believe. And then he lost his first match in the Russellbacks. So, obviously, he didn't qualify for the regionals. Semenenko took fourth. Um, yeah, I, I only watched a few of his regional matches. Didn't get to watch the state matches. And uh, he, it looked like he might have been dealing with some injury. But, I mean, maybe it was just... Uh, just severely out of breath. I have no idea. He, he was sitting down and icing something. Yeah. Not sure. Semenenko, two-time state champion there. Wins Greco freestyle. Moving up 285. Ryan Stein wins Greco and freestyle. He also finished second in Northeast Regional, so that's a really good weekend for him. Um, I mean, that, and that kind of sums up juniors. Uh, kind of you know, move into our MOW candidates here. Yeah, so uh, MOW candidates, we kind of talked about uh, one guy in particular, and that was uh, Jackson Polo. Um, that that was my candidate. Uh, did you have any other ones? Yeah, I threw a couple more names out there just because I feel like they deserve to be recognized. Um, Mike Aldemer at 182, winning Northeast Regional Greco and Northeast or North New York Greco. Um, he pinned Peter Meshkoff in the New York Finals in nine seconds and gave up zero points. And then at regionals, he only gave up one point at regionals and pinned all three of his opponents. So, I mean, that's that's dominant for him, and I, I that definitely deserved a, a mention after dominating regionals and states like that. And then the, the other person I wanted to give a mention to was Tim Bova. We talked about it. He tacked or pinned his way to third place after losing first round at Northeast Regionals and then won Greco and New York freestyle. So, I mean... I think we know who the, who the MOW is here. We talked about him a ton. He had a crazy run to win the turn to win regionals, but I definitely think Bova and Ultimate deserved to deserved a mention. Yeah, no, I agree. Those those two were tough. Um, I watched obviously, like I said, Bova a few times this weekend, but Jackson Polo, uh, he he definitely deserves the MOW candidate for the juniors. Um, he had an impressive run on Saturday. We already talked about the wins over McNeil, Barnhart, uh, Mac Church. You know those those wins were pretty special, and then. He didn't have – he had Rossini, Deshaun Holmes, and, you know, he, he wrestled a tough tournament on Sunday as well. So, yeah, he definitely deserves the, the more wrestling MOW. Facts. Shout-out Jackson Polo and Tyler Ferreira. You know, we don't have an award for you, but, you know, Tyler's been on the show. Feel free to come back and talk about it. Jackson Polo, open invite. Come on out. We'll talk to you. Um, love, to, love to talk to Polo about, about his recruiting and what he's thinking about doing next year. Which brings us up, um, Zach and I, I mean, that this about covers it for this episode, but in the next week or two, um, maybe in the next few days, Zach and I will get together and we'll talk about Willie Saylor's big board that just came down. Some of the New York guys that are ranked, especially the class of 2022. June June 1st is approaching us quick. Um, we're we're going to have the college, you know, the, the visits are going to be opening back up. Um, I already know a few Division One coaches that are going to make some trips to somebody's house so uh, that is in the class of 2022. So I'm, I'm excited for to, to hear these kids and, like, their process that, that they're going through right now. Yeah, hopefully we get the class 23 
uh, big board as well. Willie, get that done, please, so we can talk about that too. <laughs> but we got some studs in the class of 2023, i.e. Tyler Ferreira. So yes, I'd like to talk about them too. So yeah, no uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Dylan. I got to go. Peace out. Thanks again for tuning into episode 34 of More Wrestling's podcast. Zach and I will be back in the next few days to uh, talk about Willie Sailor's New York State class of 2022. Uh, the big board just came out. Recruiting is going to really pick up June 1st when the dead period is over and these uh, college coaches can you know, have a little bit more contact and in-person visits with these uh, recruits. So uh, if you want to hear from any of the guys from the class 2022, whether it's guys like Jaden Scott, Molhauser, Polo, Soriano, Bear, Kamalichi, or uh, Sanko, you know, shoot us a message, you know, tweet at us, leave it on Facebook, wherever it is. Um, we're going to try to reach out to some of these guys and see where their head's at and uh, how they've dealt with the recruiting process so far. Thanks again. Peace out.